Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome on into VG Emporium, video game music and more. I'm your host, Rage Cage, and uh, oh, no, ha, I have another guest here with me, and we're going to be, uh, well, I'm going to let him introduce himself because he's uh, he's really good at that. So, you want to take it away? <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Helen from the East Coast, your VGM Fight Club champion, the last Recon, a.k.a. Daryl Bowers, a.k.a. Mr. Got... I'm not going to do that because I, I, <laughs> I didn't even, I forgot to ask you, do I have to watch my language on this show? No. <laughs> I oh, I'll, like you know uh, most language I'm okay with if it's like you know the hard the, you know the hard oh, yeah, F then yeah, you know, I have yeah, a way right, of, I have right. a way of censoring it so you're good. All right, all right, give me a hell yeah. A hell yeah, go for it. <laughs> Fucking so, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I um I honestly I listened to the episode with Pernell. Okay. Uh, good friend of Pernell and like when I was listening to your episode the bargain bin thing, it made me think about the game No More Heroes. Okay, because I found No More Heroes in a bargain bin. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it was, I went to GameStop, I was looking, and I was like, oh, I always won this, so I got it. Which also came with No More Heroes 2, because they also had it there. And I was thinking, you know, what wares would be nice for you to, you know, put in your Emporium? Over-the-top characters. Ooh, yes. Like, yeah, no, I was I was all, I was in all in on this when you uh, brought this one up, because, like, I was thinking of bringing a No More Heroes track on because, you know, I'm currently playing through the game. I'm now on uh, number three because I right. played uh, Travis Strikes again, and now I'm playing three. Yeah, but no, no, it'd be two. Two on the nose. Two on the nose. I mean, I did originally, when I submitted my track suit, I did have No More Heroes on there, um, the main theme, and I took it off because I chose something else that was a little bit better. But, like, I'm still playing through the first game. But, like, yeah, like, I'm a fan of professional wrestling wwe aw new japan pro wrestling all those characters over the top so i thought to myself you know man like over the top character that's like your personality my personality pernell's personality even uh-huh uh and this track we're playing in which is called gale 2 from the game blast blue uh let me pull it up i had this in my notes yeah um uh, blast blue chrono phantasm extend Jesus with these names. <laughs> um, composed by Daisuke Ishiwatari and Galneris. And this is the theme of Bang Shishigami. Okay. Now, have you ever played any of the Blast Blue games? I played the first two. Okay, so these are spiritual successors to Guilty Gear for those who don't know. So, of course, Daisuke Ishiwatari's on the, you know, composer. Like, every track in, every track in the game is just full of rock and just, it, it's awesome. But, Bang! Let me tell you about this man. He's a ninja <laughs> with a giant nail on his back. Yeah. He throws nails at people. And his, <laughs> his finisher is known as the... Uh, I also had this up here, too. His finisher is known as the... I had it, I had it right here. <laughs> I feel so terrible because I had it right here. The nail here. biter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was called... Like, was it called the nail biter? <laughs> Uh, all right, here it goes. Uh, Come on. Oh, it's called Burning Heart. <laughs> Burning Heart. Burning Heart. That don't sound very naily to me. Uh, he literally just throws a, like, he, like, anime music, anime opening music plays in the background, and he runs forward and he punches <laughs> you. So. Oh, geez. Yeah, like, he, he's one of the, like, most overtop, and this is a game full of people who command puppets, um, yeah. Uh, Puppets, giants, yeah, a, swords, a little... A sentient bolster. The lead of vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. The, oh, uh, what's her name? Raquel. Rachel Alucard. Alucard. My friend Sean, shout out to him if he's listening. He um, he uses her, and he, 
wrecks shop with her. Like I. Mm. Oh jeez. But yeah, so uh, Bang deserves place on your shelf. Um, oh yeah. I, I figure we close out. We, we get rid of this whole section of uh, flight simulator games. We're just gonna throw that off to the side. Um, over the. How, how much should we sell this for? That is the question. Selling it. Selling it for. I, I don't know, man. You, you heard, if you listen to the episode with Burnell, I got, you know, hey, I got a list, and it has prices, and I have no prices. How am I supposed to know how much to sell this thing for? Well, if we go by market value of what collectors do, um, we just overprice it. That apparently seems to be the thing now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I want to avoid kind of going into that, that style <laughs> of thing. I want to underprice it. This is an emporium. You're supposed to find weird, cheap shit here. Let's say, um, huh. let's say either maybe three Zenny or the equivalent, maybe uh, 20 LB dollars? I don't know. I'll give you, uh, I'll give you 15, uh, we'll sell this for 15 gil. Alright, you got it. You set, <laughs> 15 gil. set the price, we'll see if it sells, and if you got it, hey, you'll get, I don't know, you'll get some kind of cut. I, I don't know how this place works. <laughs> Look, I, I'll just be glad to get rid of this man. Like, he, he runs around my house with a giant nail and literally just a loincloth sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, bang, put on some clothes. I have children here. Well, you know, sometimes uh, you just gotta deal with the, you know, with the occasional, uh, occasional naked shinobi with the nails on the back. Speaking of shinobi, we could probably play your track next, which, man, you want to talk about over the top characters. <laughs> over the top is horribly correct. So, yeah, one of the first ones that came to mind for me was, uh, well. He's uh, one of Mario's, was one of Mario's uh, nemesis's, and now currently kind of like uh, anti-hero rival, friendly rival. Thing. I don't know what to call him. He's he's basically supposed to be the anti-Mario. He's big. He's smelly. We're going to play a track from, it's uh, from Wario Land 4. This is Boss Battle, composed by Ryoji Yoshitomi. Thank you. 
So that was Boss Battle from Wario Land 4, composed by Ryoji Yoshitomi. And, uh, yeah, no, like I said, the first thing I thought when you said over-the-top characters with Wario, because, God, this game was over, just crazy wow. all over the top, if you've played it. Have you played this one? No, it's funny. So, uh, the only Wario games I have actually played, oddly enough, was, um, what's it, uh, the one that's on the GameCube, WarioWare, I think, uh, the first one. Wario World. Well, yeah, and Wario World. My brother David had that game, and his favorite thing was doing, like, the spinning pile driver on, like, the Triceratops. <laughs> but he never beat the game. Like, um, yeah, although it was weird, because, like, Wario's one of them characters, like, he came out, and it was like, oh, it's, like you said, the anti-Mario. Yeah. And then somewhere along the way, he just became... Because I think, uh, when was his first, like... It was Wario Land on the game... Or it was Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land on the Game Boy. Yeah. Which was really weird. It's like, Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land. What? Yeah, it was a way to, like, bring it in, and then they did Wario Land 2, and then that was, like, its own thing, and, like, a lot of people probably were put off by it because, you know, you couldn't die on it, and they were like, this is not a game. You can't die, but it was more of, like, a puzzle platformer. Yeah. And then same with Wario Land 3, adding more like exploration stuff. And then Wario Land 4 comes out, and it's back to being like kind of a, you know, you have a health bar. Um, not so much exploration. You have like, you know, like set stages. They're not like, you know, multiple versions of them. But yeah. it's just everything about this game is just insane. Like, you know, the color, the way how everything looks. Wario himself is just like animated, just so crazy. Like, you know, he gets like his arms get huge when he's doing stuff. Like uh, all the transformations. Like if you get stung by a bee, got hit by fire, get hit by a zombie, a blat, whatever. Just all the transformations. So yep. just like, uh, and then the bosses themselves are just insane. Like the first boss you fight is this like little um, sleepy little eggplant. Mm -hmm. And then the more you hurt it, the more like, its face kind of gets a little crazier until finally it's just mouth is just gaping open with fangs and its eyes are all just spiraling crazy and stuff. And it's just, yeah, That's, no, it's wow. I. You know, well, now that we got we're able to play Game Boy Advance games on the Switch, hopefully this will come to that so I can actually get a chance to play it. Otherwise, I can, like, emulate it. Yeah, and, and you know, and Game Boy Advance emulators are working pretty good now, so, yeah, like, yeah. they've been working really good. They were, like, I mean, I think they had an emulator for it out before even the Game Boy Advance came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of the Game Boy Advance, I remember um, one time I heard Purnell and Rob talk about Game Boy Advance was basically, like, a portable Super Nintendo. And that, to me, is, like, the best way of describing that thing. Yeah, you could say that. Like, you know, visually, yeah, but um, sound-wise, not so much, but yeah. You know, I always hear I always hear everyone complain about the Game Boy Advance sound, and to me... Well, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not complaining about it, but yeah, no, go ahead. Sorry, for, I'll get... No, no, you're good. Um, like, I hear people complain about it. Some people like it, some people don't. It's, like, hit or miss with some. For me, I never really had an issue with the sound. I mean, certain games were, like... Um, eh, like, I could give one example of... Uh, what was that called? Um, There's a Lord of the Rings game that I borrowed from a friend, and like the sound on that was horrendous, like horrible. But then you get games like Metroid Fusion where the sound is beautiful. Metroid Fusion, even like uh, like Mega Man Battle Network, even yes. like that was like that's like the perfect example of like using the Game Boy Advance's sound hardware right because like they're using the uh, the Rec sound, which are like the uh, the sample mm -hmm. channels. For mainly for um like sound bites so like so samples or maybe slightly um like uh sequence music and then using the dmg which is like the game boy sound like so the square wave the wave channel the noise for like kind of the main melodies and and stuff but um yeah with the game boy advanced sound hardware um you know i love it like you know even like with the compressed um sounding samples like with this one you hear like that little kind of warm fuzziness in the background yeah and this is all like sequence music played through that direct sound 
you know, I love it, but with like Super Nintendo, I think people knocked it because like, you know, they'll say it's like a portable Super Nintendo. It sounds like it, but like with Super Nintendo, it had its own like eight, you know, eight channels of like, you know, sampled audio. But with this, like they had to sequence it and then put it through the, um, through the direct sound that they wanted to have play the whole music. So that's why like it sounded so degraded, you know, for those Super Nintendo ports and people probably got, were like, so the weird thing is, like, when I hear, like, you and Rob Nichols and other people, like, even Ed Wilson talk about, like, sound waves and square, I'd be like, I'm lost, but sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Gives, I give it the reek and seal of approval. <laughs> people didn't see it. We both gave it the thumbs up. But just imagine, like, Orange Cassidy just with sunglasses. Just. <laughs> oh, geez. Now you've lost me. <laughs> I know where you say like you know I'm like you know we talk about sound hardware and you're lost. You talk about wrestlers and I'll be pretty lost. Hey, but I was you knew only it was a wrestler. To... <laughs> yeah, I knew he was a wrestler. I just don't know what wrestler. I don't know uh, who he, he is. He's just literally a guy who literally he just he does a thumb up and he like wears shades and like sometimes it just <laughs> he's a great wrestler. He just had a good match with a guy named Willer Yuta last night. So, but um, now speaking of wrestling, like I am a child which of like you child like we're '80s babies, and we grew up during the '90s. One thing other than professional wrestling that was prevalent during the 90s oh, I have... was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it just, it is, they are, man, like you, if you have, if you know a kid from the 90s mm-hmm. and they don't like the Ninja Turtles, it's very rare or haven't heard of them. Okay, they were like what Pokemon is now. That's what Ninja Turtles was back during that time. And even now, the Ninja Turtles are still a thing. Case in point, last year's Shredder's Revenge. Ooh, I see Which, incredible game with an incredible soundtrack. (laughs) Which, you had the Wu-Tang Clan on this soundtrack. Yeah. Like, I didn't bring Wu-Tang tonight, okay? I was, but that that could always be a different episode, (laughs) like hip-hop and games, okay? What I brought, though, was a gentleman that worked on another series I like, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Who did the soundtrack for Sonic Mania? Yep. So, the track that we're about to play is called "Panic in the Sky" from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, uh, done by T. Lopes and with vocals by Johnny Atma. And this is like the most Saturday morning cartoon esque track <laughs> there is. <laughs> it is literally over the top with the vocals, just just man, like. So I, I hope. You know, had to bring this to the shop over the top. All right, here we go. Rumble! 
So, oh, jeez, where'd you go? Okay, here we go. So, folks, that was Panic in the Sky from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, composed by T. Lopish, and with vocals by Johnny Atma. Turtle and, uh, power. <laughs> turtle power! That was actually really good! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, this particular track, especially because, um, this game actually means a lot to me. So, I, I have, well... I'm expecting my fourth biological child, but I have six kids, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, I uh, I recently adopted a six-month-old. Well, he'll be six months. He'll be seven months on 11th of March. Uh, and then I have, like, someone that I consider a daughter from a previous relationship. Uh, so my two oldest sons, Eric and Stilios, they stay with me for the summer. And we were playing through this game. And it's the first game that I played with them through from start to finish. And we beat. Nice. So, like, that was a really a special moment for me. Because, you know, they get to that age where, like, they like to play video games now and stuff. So, like, yeah. you know, I figure, okay, this is a game. And at first, like, they struggled a bit, but they got better and they started working together and stuff. Although, had to deal with the occasional, hey, I nope. need life. You grab the <laughs> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it never, it's never, that's the one thing that's will be always the same, no matter what year, decade, or generation it is. Oh. Uh, Okay. That was my pizza. Yeah, okay. So, uh, you ever play Castle Crashers? No, I haven't. All right, so Castle Crashers, side scroll and beat them up. Uh, you can play up to four players. My brother David, he would have a saying during Castle Crashers, because when you get to the end of a level after you beat a boss, you get treasure and food, but then you have to fight over who gets to kiss the princess. Oh, no. So everyone <laughs> has, like, once you rescue the princess, you all have to fight over to see who gets to kiss the princess. And David would literally have this statement, I will share food, I will share gold. I ain't sharing kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is ridiculous. Oh god. Right. But you yeah, silly, like the, Ninja, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles about as over the top as you get. This whole game was over the top. They did oh, yeah. so many callbacks. So man, it was so good. The voice acting, the music, yeah, the no, gameplay, no. the call you got the um spoiler warnings, it's been about a year. You fight Super Shredder at the end of the game. Well of course. I mean what like, what else? Why wouldn't he be there? I mean, this I the little I played of it, I played maybe like I was playing it with my brother-in-law, and we played about maybe five stages because like that's all we could uh -huh. get in, and yeah. just all the little references I saw in the background, like you know, like I was kind of distracted playing from playing because I was just seeing all the little things in the background that he wasn't catching <laughs> because you know he didn't really grow up with it as much as yeah. you know as I did, but um, yeah, it's just there was just so much love and a caring attention just put into it not only for like you know like the show references but like the comic and the other video games and just all the other things yeah. just like even like the characters the boss characters they had in there were just like you know what like uh just the, the whole game was a love letter they did it right oh yeah and this game, the crazy thing is the game itself is 25 bucks is 25 bucks like the game could have they, they, they could have sold it for 40 I'd have bought it. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I'm kind of thinking about, I'm, I'm considering maybe getting it, but I want to, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a... You want to catch it on sale. Yeah, I want to catch it on sale, and right now I'm a, I'm, uh, I'm freaking, like, you know, 
over the head deep in No More Heroes right now. So. <laughs> hey, hey, man, look, I, I have my fiance all the time. Hi, honey. Uh, tell me, you know, finish the games you start. <laughs> yeah. All the time. My backlog is ridiculous. Like, for instance, uh, you've heard of Four for February. Yep, I'm doing that right uh, now. I'm uh, actually doing the last one with uh, Decap Attack, which Pernell and I talked about on the episode. Yeah, I heard y'all talk about. It. Yeah, a game I've never played. Honestly, I it's, think it's it's a bizarre it's a bizarre game. Though. It's a bizarre game. Definitely yeah. emulate it. You know, it's, I don't know if it's available on the Switch thing, but you know, emulate it. It's definitely worth a play because it's just so weird and bizarre. You know, hey, one for my four for February. Um, although it wasn't on my list, I did beat Dead Space remake. Nice, because I'm a huge fan of Dead Space. So, hell yeah, I, I I'm working my way up to trying to play through it on impossible difficulty because. It changed the way it was in original, because I beat the original Impossible Difficulty. Okay. They changed yeah. how Impossible Difficulty works on this one because it's permadeath. Damn. And you only get one save file. Oh shit. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, take my time with you, but um, yeah. I believe it's your track next. What, what, yeah. What, what you got for the wares? Because I'm gonna give this away for free because this game was only 25 bucks, so I I'm gonna give it away for free. All right. So <laughs> what I got here next for you. And uh, this is, speaking of Overtop, yeah, this guy. This guy here. Okay, so this is In the Hall of the King, Pride More Keep. And this is from Shovel Knight, the uh, particularly Specter of Torment. And this is composed by Jake Kaufman, a.k.a. Vert.
Okay, so that, my dear listeners, was In the Halls of the King, Pridemore Keep, from Shovel Knight, Spectre of Torment. And this is composed by Jay Kaufman, a.k.a. Vert. And uh, if anybody who's played this game knows that this is the theme of the level that when you, uh, for the character King Knight, who is any is everything plus over the top. I mean, this guy is just pompous. He's a dandy. He's full of himself. He's got. He's just. He's just so. I mean, you look. You talk. You hear him talk. He's all into himself. He's nothing like. Ah, he's just. And it's fun to play as him in King of Cards. He is a delight to play as. He's like one of my favorite DLCs on this game. So I have a confession to make, and I might catch some flash for this. Um, I've never played Shovel Knight. Ah! Um. I, I, I eventually I'll get around to there's a lot like my backlog is I mean it's nowhere near Purnell's that poor man <laughs> like if he look if Purnell had three months of paid vacation and could just sit in his house and play games he probably put barely and I mean barely a dent in his backlog because he has an issue of playing things on nightmare difficulty mm-hmm. I on the other hand will play a game just to play a game like if I just point over here to my shelf and just go like this, and I just knock something <laughs> over. And okay, oh, okay, I've actually beaten this Marvel Ultimate Alliance too, so I've actually beaten that. <laughs> oh jeez, I, I got so many. Uh, <laughs> the collection just keeps growing. Like I'm still on Elden yeah. Ring, or as we call it in this house, Elden Merc. <laughs> Godskin duo, just hate them so much. But I beat Melania. <laughs> that should count as beating the game. Probably. I, I haven't played it at all. I don't know much about it, but um, what I can, what I do know about is this this very game I'm talking where right I hear. So. Yeah, yeah. So like, all right. So the whole, from what I know about Shovel Knight, you're you're a knight, and yep. you were friends with um, it, it's a female knight. I forget what. It yeah, Shield like. Knight. Shield Knight, and then like I guess other knights like. You're on a quest for justice? Yeah, so what happens is that Shield Knight disappears, and then the Enchantress appears, and then the Order of No Quarter, which are the eight knights, show up, which King Knight is one of them. Okay. And then you have to go through and beat them all at Mega Man style, though it has a map like uh, um, Mario Land or Super Mario 3. Wow. And also the gameplay. So it mixes gameplays of like Mega Man and DuckTales and just so many other things, and it's just kind of like another, like how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge was a love letter to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. This game is very much a love letter to like those 8-bit classics, like those really high, like you know, high level, like um, not high level, but like high polish um, platformer action games. Wow. Okay. And um, I... and then there's multiple DLCs. So there was um, there was a uh, Plague of uh, you know, uh, Plague of Shadows, Spectre of Torment, okay. which this version of this song is from. With like Spectre okay. of Torment had its own versions of the uh, level themes from like you know different from Shovel Knight, and then the most recent one which was only two years ago, was uh, King of Cards, where you get to play as King Knight. And his story is just ridiculous. He's, like, um, wanting to take over, want to become, like, king of everything, but everybody sees him as a hero because he's going through taking out all these different, um, like, uh, big bosses. And he has, like, get, gets, like, this huge group, like, this airship and a huge group put up, and, like, they see him as this hero, but he's actually doing everything because <laughs> he just wants to be on top. He's all about himself. He doesn't care about anything or anyone else. He just cares about himself. Oh, my God. And he'll do whatever he can to just get be on the top, and he's just over the top. That is the most professional wrestling background ever. Yeah, no, like, I mean, like, I'd imagine if he was if he was a professional wrestler, yeah, he'd be, like, you know, the ultimate, like, heel. Yeah, yeah, the heel. He'd be the ultimate uh, heel. He, he, he's, he's what they, um, so in wrestling you have baby faces, which are the good guy, heels are the bad guys, and you have the heel that pretends to be a baby face, but he's actually a heel just to get ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, oh geez. That, yeah, oh. he's not pretending. He's he's just going full on. Oh yeah, that, the gilded buffoon, I think, is what he's called. Something <laughs> like that. I can't remember what he's. I don't know. He's got. There's just a really good name for him that they refer to him in the game. But God. But yeah, no. This yeah, playing as him was ridiculous fun because um, he has like a dash attack. Like you you dash and like hit things with your shoulder, a la um, Wario. But then after that, you he goes lunges in the air and spins, and then you can bounce off things with that spin. And you can just keep going, and then um, like all his different like uh, tools and uh, special weapons that he gets that you can use are just, uh, yeah, just like one of them is like horns that blur out with confetti that fall out because you know they're announcing the king. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, oh my god, it's ridiculous. And then one of the things is that you, um, the thing they added in this is, um, I forget the name of the game, but it's like an actual card game inside the game. Like so, you actually go through, collect cards, play other people at these. Um, locations where you could like like you have card tournaments so you play through like the different um uh like you know people's and you get to the top in that place yeah so yeah no it's it's this that dlc was just ridiculous stupid ridiculous i'm gonna have to definitely give it a look see but like yeah i'm I'm so based i mean first off you're like it's the war it's the super mario brothers 3 map i'm like done sold i didn't need to hear nothing else Oh my god. Just, ah, so. But, let's see, what what else? Let me reach into my bag. Ah, alright, so. This one, we're gonna like. So, in a sense, I kind of did a thing without even realizing it, where I started from like. Like, years ago to more of a current year. Well, in a sense. But in terms of like graphical power, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, like, you look at games like um, Blaze Blue, where it's 2D fighter that looks. Damn near anime-like, same like Dragon Ball Fighters and all that. And then I go to um, Shredder's Revenge, where it's basically 16-bit glory. More like 32-bit. <laughs> like if Teenage Mutant, Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was on the Sega Saturn, much how like oh, Sega Sonic Mania was. Which I have to make a quick little note, uh, side note. Uh, I have a Sega Saturn and a Dreamcast. I came to a realization the only reason why I don't play them as often as I should is because I've become so bougie. Because Uh-oh. I hate the idea of having to deal with a controller that has a wire and sitting in the <laughs> TV. Like, I can't sit from the comfort of my couch and play it. Come on, I'm man. Bougie. Like, there's been years and years and years of development. I imagine, like, you know, there's somebody who's made a third-party dongle yeah, where you can plug in wireless. It's just, they're like 50 bucks, though. Oh, like, shit. I, I got, okay, yeah. No, I, I got, got you kids. Now. I got kids, man. You got kids. You got kids to feed. I got kids. Like, I, I beat them VGM tracks. That's why I came here. You know, I have to offload some of this. Get, well, I got this other kid on the way. I, I need money. All right. So know. what's this What's this next one you're looking to looking to make some, well, make some, uh, make some scratch off of? Well, this is from what I would say was my favorite soundtrack of... This came out 2021. So I would say this game soundtrack was my favorite track of, soundtrack of 2021. This is from Guardians of the Galaxy the video game and the track is called zero to hero and it's composed by star lord
Dear God, Commissioner, what was that you exposed me to? Oh, yeah! I'll tell you what that was. That came from the mountaintops on high of the rock gods. That was Zero to Hero from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, done by Star-Lord. And my, my fiancé is over here cracking up. <laughs> Oh, you were sneezing? <laughs> oh, okay. Jokes on, <laughs> jokes on you, Rican. Yeah, jokes on me. But uh, this, I, I still have this game. As I should have put this on my fourth for February. I still have this game, and like, so the game is comprised of mainly like '80s Ugh. and '70s rock music. Okay? A lot of stuff from that era. And the creators of the game made their own band and made this track and one other. And they're just awesome tracks. But, like, when I think of an overtop character, Peter Quill, Star-Lord. Remember, every character on Guardians of the Galaxy, even Groot, where all he says is, I am Groot. They're all the most over-the-top characters. You have Drax, who literally takes everything literally. Uh, Gamora, the daughter of Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Rocket Raccoon, just, he likes to blow things up. Hey, a, uh, a raccoon augmented by cybernetics. Where how, how over top is that? I can't wait for the movie. Oh, oh man. man. The movie. I don't know. But uh, I'm I'm a huge comic book nerd, so Okay, so you're like really familiar with like these characters' backstories like outside of the MCU, which most everybody in like, you know, popular the, culture is aware of them. For for the most part, like I went I did backtrack and like learn a few things after the first movie. I'm like, okay, so I know who these characters are and stuff like that, so I mean, I don't know them as well as other people. They're like what I call in the Marvel, in the Marvel comic book universe, the um, intergalactic people like Nova, um, Ronan the Destroyer, like, you know, Galactus, Silver Surfer, all those guys. Okay, that's that part. I kind of stay away from that because it's like, it doesn't interest me, but like, man, just, he's Star-Lord, man. <laughs> like, his character in the game is about as, is how Chris Pratt is, is in the Oh, jeez. Okay. Which, speaking of Chris Pratt, uh, our, and we were talking about Jack Black yep. during while the song was playing. Uh, how are you feeling about the Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, I don't know. I like, you know, I kind of, you know, seeing like some of the ad, like the, um, like the uh, promo stuff for it, like the last promo they did, like the actual Mario Brothers plumbing commercial. That yes. thing, that that had a lot of character and was like, you know, okay, I kind of can see that. But as far as, like, you know, the actual acting and, like, you know, what they're going to sound like, you know, is Chris Pratt actually going to just be Chris Pratt with an Italian accent? What's he going to do? Was, was, <laughs> yes, like, I do believe what you said. It's like, we're just going to hear Chris Pratt yeah. the whole time. Yeah. The only thing he got right was, what, the scene where the, the clip in the trailer, he goes, woohoo, yeah. and then drives off in the cart. That's it. I'm like, oh, God, this... Oh, man. Uh, well, kind of maybe bring the topic up to something a little more uh, pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, Video. Speaking yeah, of yeah, voice that, actors yeah. and nailing it, the you know, nailing it, um, the next uh, track I got here for you is Theme of Dan from Street Fighter V oh, Champions God. Edition. Championship <laughs> Edition? Not quite sure. Championship Edition. Championship Edition. Let me start over. Okay, so this is Theme of Dan from Street Fighter V Championship Edition. And this was... The original theme was composed by Naoshi Mizuta, and this version was arranged by Yoshia Tarayama.
So that was Theme of Dan from Street Fighter V Championship Edition. And that was originally composed by Naoshi Mizuta and arranged by Yoshia Tariyama. And yes, when over-the-top characters, Don Hibiki is over-the-top incarnate. Mostly. mostly. I forget. Partly. What's his... What's, Pretty much. What, what is his school of fighting again? <laughs> Saikyo. The Saikyo he is, school he is of the, fighting. He is the master of the Saikyo style. Um. <laughs> and uh, and uh, his only students, unofficially, um, against their will, basically, is Sakura and uh, Blanca. <laughs> who he calls Jimmy. And, you know, they're they're both really good buddies. Oh, God. You know, Blanca and Don. You know, they're, they're best buds. Somewhere Rob... Somewhere, somewhere Rob Nichols is smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, um, I know, like, I think my favorite version of Dan is from um, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Yeah? Because he has a raging demon-like attack. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Where he blows himself up. <laughs> Android 16 style. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. It's oh, stupid, just... no. No, this guy yeah. is just. This guy is. He's like. He's very much like uh, King Knight. You know, he's, yeah, he's just not aware of how much of a buffoon he is. He's just. He thinks he's the best, and that's all there is. Nothing's gonna stop him. Like I, I don't know what's more over top about him. The fact that in uh, Marvel's Capcom 2, he throws autographs at you as a projectile attack. <laughs> or the fact he thinks Akuma is his father. <laughs> Oh uh-huh, well, yeah, that yeah, you're aware that was a whole parody on the ending of Art of Fighting with uh, you know, Ryo Sazaki uh, fighting Mr. Karate and then his sister Yuri coming in and saying, "Stop, Ryo, that's our father," and it reveals that you know, oh, it's okay. Mr. Karate is their father, and so that was the whole joke at the end of uh, X Men versus Street Fighter. I love this guy. I love you know, like uh, I kind of like I like enjoy playing as him, like in any uh, you know, Capcom fighting game that happens has him in there. I just happen to like you know, I like to play as him because he's just fun to play as. No, it's just because he's just so like ridiculous and underpowered, and you know a lot of people take pride in being able to like you know master him and like kick people's asses with this joke character. Yeah, like there's a a lot of fighting games have joke characters, which I always find funny, and I think the ultimate matchup the world has been waiting for is Hercule versus Dan Hibiki. <laughs> well, that has happened on Deathmatch. Oh yeah, it did. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I gotta go rewatch that. Like I, I, oh man, I forgot who won. Oh, oh my God, Death Battle. I love Death Battle. Death so Battle. Much. Uh, I know it's been so long since I've watched it. I kind of fell off of it. Dude, there's like a few things I've kind of fallen off of, but they, they've done a lot since the time. And there's been a few where I'm like, yo, I don't like this outcome. But like, I will say this, Death Battle definitely. Uh, they do their homework. But yeah, Dan Hibiki. Yeah. He is like. He's over the top, but he's also iconic because, again, this was a guy that was made as a joke character, as a dig to SNK, yeah. as you said. And now yep. he's prominent in Street Fighter lore. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a there. DLC he... character <laughs> for Street Fighter Five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, and they put love into the him. Like, you know, not, I mean, this theme right here. I mean, my God, I love it. It's like, you know, it's that New Jack swing. R, like you know really kind of like yeah new jack swing r&b yeah kind of semi-electro sound here and then like his uh just like i said i've never i ever haven't gotten to play him i only played street fighter 5 like when it initially came out mm-hmm. but just watching gameplay stuff and then people play as him and just like all the weird little things they like have him do like when he does a throw and then he just like throws his arm back like you know yeah, like oh and then like, like his I, stances and stuff and then yeah. all his taunts and like his one of his super specials like you know, his top super special it's just a constant roll, taunt, 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 and then ends with a jump where he's just got his hand to his ear and just... And he's just like... Whoosh-ah! <laughs> oh, God, just... 
I, I gotta be honest. I don't know if I'm ready for Street Fighter Six. Um, I kind of. I, I'll see. I'll see. That's how I feel about it because like it looks good. Uh, but I'm not too pressed about it because after what they did with Street Fighter 5, I'm like, let me wait till after this comes out to see how y'all do. It looks like they are planning to do that with, like, the whole open, like, yeah. you know, world thing where you get to create your own character. You have, like, you know, the whole, like, arena setting where, like, you have, like, all the arcade machines to be able to play, like, you know, PvP stuff. And then, you know, they're coming out strong with, like, you know, the roster and stuff, like, actually hyping them up. And, like, you know, so it looks like, like you said, they learned their lesson from 5 and are kind of giving a more fully featured game from the get-go. I mean, my only issue right now, though, with Capcom is... Alright, so y'all did this, and y'all even gave us Akira from um, Rival Schools. Okay. Yeah. So, why can't we get a Project Justice or Rival Schools remaster? Or why can't we get a new Darkstalkers? I mean, they re-released, what was it, Capcom Fighting Collection. I'm like, alright, I'm fine with this, I'm good. I get to play Red Earth finally. But at the same time, it's yeah. like... What, it just agitates me because Capcom's always about like milking their, um, their milking the fans for money. Y'all like money? Yeah. Give us Darkstalkers. They like money. Give, give us Project. Look, if they drop a remaster of Project Justice tomorrow, the internet <laughs> would break. Twitter would shut down. <laughs> so just regardless, but we're talking about over the top characters. Although those are over the top games, and Dan Hibiki is definitely one of those over-the-top characters and it just it saddens me because there are so many good capcom games that we can't play anymore yeah and just why <laughs> but um these are the wares that i've presented you know uh we got rid of the airplane simulation section because that's all elevator music and stuff so uh we'll put these here hey that has that has, a, that has its merits don't throw that out man I, it's it, like it, 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 let's think of it this logically when's the last time you've been in an elevator and it was actually elevator music Yesterday, there was no music. Okay, you got me. I have yet to be in an elevator, and there's elevator music. I am 36 years old, and I've never been in an elevator with elevator music. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe, we, were just, maybe we, we just came into the world too late. I don't know, man. Like, I would think with technology, you get an elevator, and they ask, what floor would you like to go to? I mean, you could walk in your house and be like, Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so these are uh, my wares I've brought the over the top. Uh, I did have another topic for you that you might be able to do yourself or with someone else. Um, yeah, so you already did giant robots. Yes, I did. What do giant robots usually fight? <laughs> Kaiju. There's a, there's your topic. There's my topic. Kaiju. 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 You Kaiju. know, but hey, Kaiju. You know Kaiju. who I know can take on Kaiju, even though he's not a giant robot. But and, and, is a just a mere man. A man among men. <laughs> but he is beyond men. He is beyond. He is he is a man truly beyond men. Who is this man I speak of? He is none other than Sagata Sanshiro. <laughs> Sagata Sanshiro! Uh, I try to do as much research as I can to find who composed this, and this is what I came up with. Okay. So this is the Sagata Sanshiro theme. This was a single that they made for the Sega Saturn. And from what I found, it was written by Koji Ando and composed and arranged by Fumio ok Okui, I think. And the vocals is done by Ishiro Tomita. So sit back, throw your fists in the air, and pour one out for the Sega Saturn.
遊びの道に魂込めた一人の男が今日も行く真面目に遊ばぬ奴らには体で覚えさせるぞ Feeling it deep in my soul. Do I'm feeling. Chills I feel the chills. I feel the power. I feel. I feel the might running through me of Segata Sanshiro. So that、oh, was the San, Segata Sanshiro theme, or famous Segata Sanshiro theme, from the Sega Saturn or Sega Nation. And this was written by Koji Ando, composed and arranged by Fumio Okio, Okui, and performed by Ichiro Tomita, as according to the information that you're able to find. Man, and so it was weird. So I was doing some more research for the track, and I looked into the guy that plays Sekatai Sanshiro. And so, one of my favorite things of all time is like Power Rangers or、okay. Tokatsu,、um, Tokatsu、yeah. thing, you know, like Mass Rider. Yeah, the whole, like the whole Sentai he, thing, yeah. Yeah. He's been a Mass Rider. <laughs> oh, okay. He has been a Mask Rider. <laughs> and his son, his, the, the actor's actual son, Has played as Sagata Sunshiro's actual son and has also played as the son of the mass rider he played. 
Oh jeez. Like, this is <laughs> fucking awesome. Oh man. Like, so like, oh my god, just just yeah, this track, like, first of all, this guy is over the top. He yeah. shoulder throws people and they explode. He beats up school kids who don't play Sega Saturn. Okay, like he punch he carries a giant Sega Saturn controller along with Sega Saturn on his back and he punches the controller to train. Yeah. And How much and more over unfortunately the top and, and huh, you know. Memory memories to Segata Segata Senshiro. He saved Sega HQ from a missile and like, you know, he flew up into space with it and it blew up all to save them so they could release the Sega Dreamcast. Even though it was ending the very thing that was his soul. Let, let, let me make something very clear to you people out there. First off, the only reason why the Dreamcast failed over the PS2 is because the PS2 had a DVD player. Second, Dreamcast was a superior system, in my opinion. The better system. It was a, yeah, it was a mighty system. First time, like, to have, like, an actual built-in modem for online play. The, like, you know, the bit, like, the graphics on it, like, you know, really amazing. A, Just, you like, had you know. A visual, you had a VMU. Visual memory card unit you could play games on during the time of Tamagotchi and Digivices. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you had four controller ports. You know what didn't have four controller ports? PlayStation 2. You had to get a dongle. <laughs> you, you know what didn't have a built-in modem? PlayStation 2. You had to get that big brick and put it on the back of it. <laughs> and that came out years after the fact with Final Fantasy Eleven. Y'all crapped on the Dreamcast for the PS2, and this man died for us, and y'all should be ashamed. Ashamed. <laughs> Shame. This man, literally <laughs> this man literally flew into space on a missile to save us, and y'all even can't take a moment to acknowledge his sacrifice. Oh, and like I said, the man, the man, was, his soul was the Sega Saturn, and the Sega Saturn, in you know, in retrospect, was a mighty system. Yes, was I a beautiful like, system. Like I said, I I have mine. I bought a couple years ago from uh, an event that Pernell told me about. Too many games. Oh dang! I got mines, and I had um, uh, what's his? I think it's um, Stephen Miller, if I'm correct. Uh -huh. um, he's a fan of Rhythm and Pixels as well. Yeah. He gifted, he sold me his uh, retro, it, it's a pack thing that goes into the back of the Saturn, so I can play repro disc and imported things. Oh, and wow. I imported Cyberbots, and I got a repro of uh, Marvel vs. Street Fighter. I also have Darkstalkers and WWE The Arcade. Oh, dang. Like, I really need to play this thing. I also have a fight stick for this thing. Oh, jeez, man. What is so. swapping you? <laughs> No, um, I, 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 at one, I, I, for a short time had a Sega Saturn, but it was because mm -hmm. a friend of mine, like, you know, kind of sold it to me for maybe like 10 bucks because he was just kind of offloading stuff and moving. Yeah. And I never actually really got to play it until, like, you know, since like before, because like when he was like get, selling it to me, we ended up just playing it a little bit. And then I yeah. took it in this little rolling bag he gave me and ended up in storage. And then uh, I finally reconnected with him. Like, actually, he was on my show, uh, Wade, back in like, okay. yeah, like, I don't know if you've listened to that episode. It was like, um, I'm still um, getting through your back. Yeah, in inexplicably cute sounds, and um, you know we re reconnected after a few years. Like you know he's living in Oakland and stuff, and mm -hmm. uh, you know on one of my runs, like because I for my job I do like permit running, so I'm driving all over like you know North California. Oh wow. And uh, and uh, you know I just brought it with me, and I just took it to him in Oakland and gave it back to him. He was like, "This is yours. I'm not using it. You can put more love into this thing." You're, you're a better man than me. Like, yeah. I literally, I just bought a new 4K TV. Because uh -huh. it's only like 200 and some change. Um, and I hooked my PS5 up to it, and I realized, oh, crap. This thing doesn't have uh, the RGB ports in the back. 
Uh-oh. So I had to go buy a convert. I bought, I bought a converter off of Amazon. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, my bed's close enough to this. And I have my PS2 in here already. So I'm thinking about putting a Dreamcast and a Saturn in there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have an excuse to play these now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, as we stated, I'm bougie. And wireless controllers <laughs> have spoiled me. Listen, you don't understand. As a kid, look, when we were kids, we're sitting across yeah. lake playing the game system you're fine as a 36 year old man trying to do that man look i literally <laughs> have had my kids have to help me get off the floor <laughs> trying to oh, sit down geez. there and play legos you got oh, it man, hey man you gotta do some yoga i know you're into that uh, wrestling but hey yoga yoga is the place trust me let the Rican tell you something rage the <laughs> Rican ain't got time for yoga he gets up he's banging and clanging in the bathroom because he you know he has to do his business in the morning i'm brushing the teeth i grab me a monster i get in the car the reeking gets to work he <laughs> makes one delivery two deliveries three del- regardless but like uh oh jeez. Just... but no back to this glorious man i gotta say yes just uh, just it, you know what saddens me so we've had like games like um i'm trying to think uh you've had like very set sonic and sega all-star racing okay yeah. You have characters from all various different types. You even have Wreck-It Ralph and Danica Patrick in this game. Uh-huh. But we don't have Sagata Sanshiro as a driver. Why? You can see him in the level. I, I think you can see he makes an appearance in one of the levels on the same rocket he was on <laughs> to save us. Okay, okay that, that, that's... But he's that's, not in the that, game that would as make, a driver. I mean, that would make sense to have him, like, you know, be like uh, one of his vehicles being that rocket... Yeah, I mean, what? Or a Sega Saturn on wheels. Yeah, Sega Saturn on wheels, and then like for his flight thing being a rocket. Just like, just this guy, just th- th- this character. Like, and the thing is, again, like, just think about this: how iconic it is. This wasn't even in a video game. This was a commercial. Yeah, game. only like Japan, Japan exclusive commercials, and like you know, that's the thing. Like, that's another thing that's kind of missing nowadays. Is it's just like, just these weird commercials, like you know, like you know, mascots that are like you know. I don't know if they anybody else has done this, but I haven't. I don't watch TV actually. Here's the thing, like, so it's weird because I do watch some television because I got kids, so you know, cartoons and wrestling and football. Uh, it's weird because it's like you said, like things that we don't have no more. Like video game magazines are shit now. Yeah. No one reads Game Informer. It's it's literally just oh, we're gonna push a product. It used to be hey, here's these games. Like I miss I miss tips and tricks. Oh uh, no, yeah. Video game commercials are few. few Few and far. We don't have those weird, quirky video game commercials. Actually, no. Correction. There was one commercial recently. Um, do you watch Supernatural? No. Like I said, I don't watch okay. TV at all. I stream okay. a lot of stuff. Oh, um, oh. um, under the table, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You know, like we, we make commission here. We pay for our streaming services. But uh, no one's pirating anything here. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a legitimate business. I don't do no pirating around here. I don't even yeah, know any yeah. pirates. You know, I mean, what are pirates just, doing here? I'm landlocked. Pirates are on know, the ocean. It, 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 ignore those laptops in the back with the pirate bay. That, 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 that's just a screensaver. We just going to close this door here. <laughs> there um, you go. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Uh, they do some quirky commercials sometimes, but it's like, it's not how it was. Like, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think. Crash Bandicoot commercials when yeah. Crash Bandicoot first came out. We the guy in the, in the costume and everything with like the, the whole, like, his face just sticking out of the teeth. Yeah, Spiral the Dragon. I just We don't have that anymore. I don't know what it is, but, like, 
that spark is gone. And don't get me wrong, the game industry is it's yeah. okay. There's other. I mean, we're here obviously because yep. of video games. Yep. But I do miss the way things used to be. I think that's why I'm still like more lean towards like retro stuff than like newer stuff. Like. Yeah, I can get you on that. And this this track just and all the tracks I played honestly tonight reminds me of you know a bygone which is weird now we're the old people now yeah like you know we're the, the bygone error error the bygone error yes the bygone like I said something to my fiance the other day is like hey babe I'll make you a mix CD why because <laughs> well, you have a CD you have a CD player in your car oh no <laughs> mix CD. Like, I mean, I'll get, uh, just, it, but regardless, um, I do appreciate you oh, yeah. coming to the store and share my wares, you know, over yeah. time. Yeah, no, that's, you know, this just, is what the VG Emporium is all about, just having, like, you know, originally it was me just wanting to share, like, my kind of weird, weird taste in music, and then, like, now that I'm able to bring people, other people in here to kind of do the weirder things, this is great. Well, let me tell you something, Rage Cage. When I came onto this show and I first came in here, I noticed... It was kind of missing something. <laughs> but then I realized what I really was missing was inside me all alone. <laughs> and you helped me realize that. So I got you for three tracks. And I brought you four. <laughs> and we ain't going nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no, I got I gotta say, I got to say, Reekin, you brought it. <clears throat> I told yeah, I told you to bring four, and you brought four, and you brought them all on. And it was glorious. It was a great time. And you did not disappoint, and you didn't disappoint the crowds. I can guarantee you that. You can hear them cheering. You can hear them cheering really loud and clear for you for those war tracks you brought. And Segata Senshiro, bless God, bless his soul up in space in the stars. He is forever in the memory, and you shall forever be in the memory of the folks that come and listen to VG Emporium. So thank you, Last Recon, for coming in and presenting your wares. Uh, which reminds me, um, so... Uh... How much exactly am, am I can pay to like this? Are there benefits? You no, know, um, uh, medical. Uh, like, hold on, hold on. It, oh, wait, wait, hold on. I got a list. Let me check. Okay, okay so <laughs> I have, I have, I have, I have price. I have, I have, you know, fees and coverages and all this stuff. And I have stuff on the list. And I, I, I don't got no, I don't got no coverages on this list. Uh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> freelance work. Okay. Uh, part, part of the course, part of the course, you know. Yeah. I mean, hey, look, at least you didn't do the whole, like, you know, oh, here's medical, but you got to play for dental and vision. Center. Oh! <laughs> Adult. Uh, Real no. world problems, people. Adulting. Adulting. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, hey, Commissioner Daryl, the last Recon, tell folks, who, where can they find you? What are you doing? Well, um,. I wanted to do this proper on my own podcast, but I guess I should do it here. Um, unfortunately, I will no longer be commissioner. I am shutting the doors to the fight club. Mm. Um, I enjoy everyone that's been on the show, yourself included, that's participated over the years. Uh, well, yeah, it's been about two years since I did that show. Uh, just, I think it's time to hang it up. But I will still be doing VGM podcast just on a once a month thing uh okay i will have more details about that in the future as i'm working out some kinks i'm currently in the middle of trying to move so uh okay, other than that, yeah, you that. can find me on um twitter at a goal ram superhero um i'm on facebook most people that listen to this show will have me on facebook uh i have a youtube channel the next save point it's just nothing more than videos of me and my friends playing video games or doing tournament stuff some streaming videos i did other than that i'm just a dad of 
five going on six who loves video games video games wow. musics um i definitely enjoy your show oh um, thank you shout out to um just i, I just can give shout outs to rhythm pixels bed raw ed over at the vgm embassy uh the guys over at game that tune which i will tell y'all right now game that tune is not for children not for children <laughs> uh anyone else i'm forgetting I, oh bolts to dreams dream stream synth machine i think i said that right oh um <laughs> a vgm journey with alex messenger you know anyone in the vgm community they're all great especially you good sir you know you this emporium oh, is thank you. awesome so many things <laughs> holy shit is that a signed copy of star gladiator just uh, you know i, I just uh, I, I, I just just take this with me you know just, oh okay hey you know I, okay oh. i probably i probably have a bunch of them probably in the basement somewhere with um with the with the ghouls uh i i try not to go down there too much they did something that i didn't like very much you know we're, we're is, okay is that what that's is, is that what that smell is yeah it's a little musty down there um like okay. i said i don't open that door too many times but sometimes it just kind of wafts up uh, but okay. it, there Com- might be more Com- of those Com- copies down there so hey that one that one's on the house take it yeah uh, yeah thank you thank you uh, next to my copy of star gladiator that i actually have <laughs> oh lucky you but, um, sir you definitely have a good show here sir um uh, thank you again you. thank you I again i cannot wait to see where you go in the future but definitely use that topic kaijus <laughs> but i think this is a part of the show where you and i'm gonna do my little dx finger point or nwo finger point you take it away good sir and that i will thank you again daryl the last recon for bringing your over-the-top self into the shop and just bringing these just bombastic tunes. And as for the kaiju idea, I'll work on it. I can't guarantee it'll be anytime soon, but it's gonna come, it will happen. And before I go any further, I'd like to give my condolences to the end of the PGM Fight Club. It was a fun-ass show. And hey, who knows, maybe you can do quick pop-up matches in the future. You know, nothing too official, just backyard wrestling. But, you know, even though it's the end of the VGM Fight Club, it's not the end for the last week, and he has many shows that he is part of and he that he mentioned, so definitely give him a check out. Speaking of checking it out, um, even though you're listening to the show right now, um, there is plenty of show for you to check out. I mean, I've got 65 episodes behind this one, and you can find them on all your favorite podcasters such as Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon, Spotify. Did I say Spotify? I already said Spotify already. Oh, dear. What you must think of me. So, VG Emporium, huh? I know where else you can check out VG Emporium. On vgemporium.wordpress.com. That is where you can also find all the episodes, as well as all the links to the different social medias, such as Twitter and Instagram, as well as the Discord, if you're interested in that. And hey, if you're feeling extra adventurous, why don't you check out all my social medias, you know, Rage Cage, R-A-Y-J-K-A-Y-J, at Twitter, Instagram, as well as on SoundCloud, where I post my original music. Speaking of which, um, this past Sunday, that would be March 26th, a good hour and 20 minutes of my music was featured on Nerd Noise Radio. A good majority of it, original chiptunes with some covers thrown in. So you can find Nerd Noise Radio on Spotify, Apple, you know, all your different podcatchers. And St. John, if you're listening, thank you again for featuring me on there. That was a huge surprise, and it was really fun. So now, next week's episode is going to be uh, really cool, because this past Thursday, um, last Thursday, actually, March 23rd, I went to this show called POW 11 at DNA Lounge in San Francisco. And this was uh, kind of linked to GDC going on, and it was a show that was basically just dedicated to VGM, chiptune, just all that goodness. So, like, you know, folks like Button Masher, Animal Style, Danimal Cannon, Mega Ran were playing. A bit shifter was going to play, but they tested positive for COVID, so they weren't able to make it. But my God, it was a fun time. And so this this next week's episode is going to be a feature on all these artists. So definitely look forward to that, because I'm pretty excited for it. 
So now I wish I could say I'd uh, be launching off on a rocket into the stars like our great Sagata Sanshiro, but unfortunately I am not that epic. So I will just bid you farewell and uh, hope you check in next week. That's like, um, I went to uh, MAGFest. Uh, lucky, lucky you. Man, look, dude, I'm only a two-hour drive. <laughs> I know. I said, lucky, lucky you. <laughs> but, um, and they were playing, um, what's it, uh, what's it, uh, In the Bar. But it was like a cover <laughs> of it. And somebody that, I guess they never played Streets of Rage 2, was like, yo, this is like the dope. And I'm like, this is In the Bar. They're like, yeah, we're In the Bar. I was like, no. The track is called In the Bar. It's from Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured fool. <laughs>